What's up, everybody? This is episode three. Um, I'm titling it Finding Joy in the Chaos, and I just want to jump right into it, start off with a little bit of scripture. That's kind of what we've tried to do this last episode. Well, we started it last episode, but I want this to be each episode. We start off scripture, so we're just kind of the right mindset and kind of see the vision of what the episode is from a biblical standpoint. So uh, without further ado, uh, 2 Corinthians 6.10 says, Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. I'm going to read that one more time. It's 2 Corinthians 6.10. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. I just, I love that. I love that. Um, I've talked about it a little bit these last couple episodes, but this last couple months has been a roller coaster um, of emotions and experiences. Um, very highs, you know, just uh, graduating with my doctorate, you know, just extremely exciting and doing that. And then, you know, some very lows from the miscarriage and not passing my test. And I've had plenty of times to further praise God and thank him for the achievements in my life. And then I've had times where as humans, sometimes we like to find someone to blame or we ask why sometimes it wasn't even just blaming, it wasn't blaming God. It was more like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Um, and I heard something ironically today. This isn't even in my notes, but I heard something this morning during my workout and a podcast I was listening to. It's like sometimes we're blaming God for, or we're blaming the devil. This is how we put it. We're blaming the devil for things that God is doing. And that sounds twisted. That sounds twisted. But sometimes it was talking about getting out of your comfort zone. And this is kind of a whole different topic, but it is it fits for this topic here. Um, let's talk about getting out of your comfort zone. And sometimes the devil wants you directly in your comfort zone and where you are. Because if you go out of your comfort or you stay in that comfort zone, some things that God wants you to do, you're not daring enough to do and you don't have the confidence to do. And sometimes your confidence or your, your comfort is in a place of sin. And I was like, I never thought of that. Like sometimes, you know, God is there. And maybe we're going through challenges in our life or things that we don't understand. And sometimes it's so easy to say, like, I even say it. I'm like, devil's not getting me today. No. Like, I'll say it out loud. Sometimes if I'm being tempted for something or I know I'm being kind of drawn towards sin, I'll even say out loud sometimes, like, not today, devil. You know, I'm not letting you win. But maybe it's not that sometimes. Maybe it's just like it's shown in the Bible. God tests people so many times. And he just tests their faith and and does things to make them feel stronger and to make them stronger in their faith through those uh, temptations and through those just difficulties that he puts in their life so that he sees how they react, whether that's turning on them, which it's so easy in today's society to, when you go through a struggle, kind of like I've mentioned I've done before. And I, I think as humans, all of us go through times where we do this, where we say, God, why me? Or why would you let this happen? Or I don't understand whether it's a death of a family member or anything. Um, we do that or we, you know, say, God, why are you letting the devil do this to me? Why? Like, I'm, you know, you, you, you try and fight temptation and you try and fight the devil 
and you're saying, thinking that the devil's putting all this temptation and stuff in your life when, you know, maybe it's God giving you a chance to show your strength and to build your strength further. And I thought that was just a really cool perspective. That's kind of veering off of this. But one more thing I wanted to say on it. Um, Stephen Furtick said, there are times God doesn't want us to be comfortable. Um, this was in a series called Savage Jesus that he did a long time ago. It sounds crazy, but you need to listen to it. It's really, really good. Um, and he just kind of broke down the worldly views that Jesus wanted us to be comfortable and that he was safe. Um, and that's why he called him Savage Jesus, not that he was a savage in certain terms that people would say like is negative, but in, in good terms. Um, you talked about how people forget that Jesus is the one that drove out the tax collectors with a whip and overturned tables saying, leave here and go back to your father, Satan. He said, Jesus isn't always a safe and easy road to choose. But if we truly invited him, you can break down the walls that Satan is trying to build and rip them from your life because he has already won the victory. I was like, dang, that is, that is good. That is good. Like sometimes it's easy. I've talked about this before, but sometimes it's easy as inviting God in to break down the walls that Satan's trying to build. And sometimes it's temptations that God puts on our heart. But if we give them to those temptation, that can give Satan a better grip to where we can be, we can build those walls that block us from our calling. And I don't want any walls to block me from the callings that God's put in my life. So I thought that was just really cool, a cool perspective. Like God isn't always safe and being a Christian isn't always easy. And that's something that you won't, you know, typically they don't talk about that when you're talking to someone who's not a Christian or they're, they're interested in Christianity and they're getting used to it. And you always hear, you know, it's going to be the best decision of your life. It's going to be great. Your life's going to be totally changed. And it will, it is, it is the best decision. Your life will be totally changed, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. If anything, it's going to be harder because like we talked about earlier, like Satan likes us to be in that comfort zone because when we're in our comfort zone, even if we're doing something in sin, that feels comfortable and we're used to it. When God, on the other hand, sometimes he calls us to get out of our comfort zone or maybe makes our place, this is good, maybe makes a place that we once found uncomfortable, like talking to somebody about Jesus or your waiter comes up to you and you're about to pray and asking him what you can pray for. Making something that's uncomfortable for you makes that your comfort zone. Like he has the power to do that. But Satan likes to use our comfort zones as well to keep us in sin and keep us from the things God is calling us to do. So I just, I love that. I love that. I'm still, I'm still kind of jumping away from the whole finding joy in the chaos, but it all comes back to it. Like failures, temptations, staying in your comfort zone can increase your temptations, increase your sinning and Thus, decrease your happiness, like because it, it's uh, it's so hard sometimes to stay happy. You look at the world today, and the prevalence of depression, the prevalence of anxiety, the prevalence of self harm and suicide is so high, and the idea of mental health is slowly but surely losing kind of the the stigma that's behind it, and. It's good that there's more talk about mental health. There's good that there's more people talking about the needs of it because sometimes we're so in our heads that it's like a it's like a prison, you know. 
in most of that unhappiness and despair can come from just being in your head too much. Um, so when I put finding joy in the chaos, like I know compared to some people, I may have not had a ton of chaos, but let's, let's be real. Everybody has a bit of chaos in their life. Everybody has a bit of things that are pushing them to feel anxiety or depression or, or things of that nature. And like I said, it's just, it's easy to try and find someone to blame, but that's not going to get you out of that. Like you have to find a higher sense of happiness than earthly things. Earthly things kind of bring us back to that comfort zone. And I love, you know, they're, they're earthly things I love. There are things of this earth that are great. I love, you know, movies and shows and video games and sports. And those are still earthly things. Earthly things doesn't always mean bad. But when we give that a higher sense of purpose in our lives and our sole source of happiness, then they can be bad. But they're also earthly things that are terrible for us, you know? And I think we just need to really find that perspective to know that our happiness comes from something higher. That even in our most times of despair, we can still have happiness because we have an ever... what What was the way that a pastor put it? Oh, it was so good. It was like... It was talking about like Duracell batteries and there's like the little bunny and he's like constant. They talk about how he has constant energy and just we have access to that. You have constant access. It's like we have access to the power of God. We have access to the victory that God already has over Satan. We have access to the happiness that God brings. No matter what, no matter where we are, no matter what we're going through. So if we just sit back and don't let God have access to our hearts and give us that happiness that we desire, regardless of our circumstances, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. That just shows that we're trying to find happiness in things of this earthly life rather than our eternal life. And I just love that. I just love that. And one of the things I've realized is that in my moments of anxiety or in my moments of depression or that's when I really need to plant the seed to grow. That's when I really need to have my priorities straight because it's so easy in the hard times to turn to negative things, which just increase your hard times. But when you can have difficulties in your life and turn to God, it can grow your faith even that much more. So it can be, essentially one of those tests, one of those difficulties that God puts in your life that actually enhances your relationship with him and your, your overall just confidence and your overall just connection with God. So I, I saw another verse that kind of spoke light into this. It's, it says, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. That's Psalm 126.5. I love that. When we try and kind of plant that seed that I was talking about, plant that seed in the correct things, not in earthly things, because that'll just that's destined for us to just, just burn and die. But when we plant that seed in the rich soil that is God and let Him continue to water us and continue for us to grow, 
then even in our despair, even the tears, I love that. I love how they put that. Even when we plant, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. And I just love that. Like in this, in this stage of my life, you know, multiple sad things have happened over the last couple months, multiple things that could easily get me down. And I can honestly say I'm the happiest I have ever been in my entire life. And it's so weird. It's so weird that in times where I've had things just go so not the way I wanted, I can be the happiest I've ever been. It's great. I, I it, It's wild. And I feel like, because in the past when I've had moments of difficulty, I've turned to the wrong places. And finally, finally, I feel like I've almost, I've, I've, matured in that way that I can turn towards the right place and and find that sense of purpose and find true perspective that my happiness isn't based on anything. Like I talked about last week, my happiness isn't based on my achievements or my failures or anything, but it's based on my relationship with God. And it's wild to say like, I love my family. I love my wife. But if they were my sole source of happiness, I can't help but think there would still be some emptiness, I feel. If I didn't have God, I'd still feel empty. You know, I get the whole, my significant other completes me. And I get that. I truly do. Liv brings me so much happiness in this life. But I'm blessed that she can also help me grow in my faith, which continues to make me even more happy. Like, it's, it's just constant uplifting. I'm being uplifted by God, but then Liv is uplifting me to be a better man, to be a better Christian, to be a better leader in our household, which thus increases my faith even more. Like, So I'm significantly blessed. I've just, I don't know. I feel like I'm finally able to truly have perspective. And I don't think I would have been able to have perspective if I hadn't gone through difficult things. So I applaud the people that have had, you know, not very many difficulties in our lives. And like I said earlier, they're different, I guess, not levels of difficulty, but everybody has their own difficulties. And for one, you might think, oh, that's not a very big difficulty. That's not that much, but it can take a toll on somebody. And if you're able to find that true perspective to grow through it instead of let it be something that tears you down and makes you feel less, you can truly grow through that. And it's incredible. It's incredible. It's it's like a movie, like coming back from the ashes or you're down by 20 in the fourth quarter. And that's the time where it's like that make it or break it moment when you're in those moments of despair and brokenness and anxiety. And that's the make it or break it moment. You can turn down the path to the left towards comfort and, and towards temptation and towards earthly pleasures, or you can turn to God and eternal happiness. But the world is just, it can be so attractive and enticing to us that we we tend to run to things with this world to try and increase our happiness and increase, increase our feelings of worth, increase our joy. And that's just funny because you can't, it may be temporary. You may find temporary joy, but 
nothing eternal, nothing long-term. Oh, now somebody's weed eating outside. If y'all hear that, I'm sorry. Um, where was I? Oh, to kind of close here, this is going to be a shorter one, but uh, to kind of close here, I found a verse. It says, you have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. That's Psalm 30, 11. I'm going to say that one more time. Psalm 30, 11, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You've taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. Like that's, that's the power of God. He can turn the darkest things in your life. He can turn the most difficult things you've gone through. He can turn the things that cause you the most sadness and fear and despair. And he can make you grow through that. And he can bring good out of that. Amazingly, amazingly, like I didn't see any good out of failing a test that I've seen. I've grown through that and I've made myself better. Berkeley just like ran into a wall. <laughs> um, I've seen growth through that and it's still difficult to see any good in the miscarriage we had. Um, but I can tell that it has brought Liv and I so much more close. And that was another one of those moments where you ask why. But I know Liv and I's relationship has enhanced so much. And I know that we'll be able to love our future children that much more. After going through something as traumatic as that. Um, like I said, it's still hard. Just talking about that, it still gets you. Um, you still have questions, and I'm not saying that. There, there are just some things you can never understand. You know? And some things we'll just never understand why it's in the world or why it is why God allows it to happen. I get that's see, that's another way we term it. Why God allows it to happen. Is, is it God? Is it him testing us? Is it him tempting us? Is it the devil tempting? Us? Like what, what is it? Some things we'll never know. But what I do know is that my happiness is found in him. And that's why through even the worst things in life, I can remain happy. And I think that's extremely important. So thank you. I'm going to finish there. This was kind of a short one. Um, I am going to be doing better with uploading. I meant to upload earlier this week and I just got really into studying. Um, but I'm going to be trying to upload every Wednesday from here on out. So I'm going to record this weekend and it'll be preset to go on Wednesdays and I'll have it uh, all my couple next episodes preset to air Wednesday mornings. So be on the lookout every single Wednesday. Um for the Hardy Life podcast. And then Liv and I are going to be recording um, our Together for Good podcast later this weekend. So be on the lookout for the next episode of that as we're in a new series that I think y'all would enjoy a lot. So I appreciate y'all coming by and listening. Um, feel free to let me know what you think. Feel free let me know what you want to talk about. Also, um, in these next couple weeks, I am planning on getting a couple guests. Um, I haven't talked to them yet, but I'll be communicating with a couple people that I'd like to come on, um, just kind of tell their testimony, tell how God's working in their life and 
uh, talk about what God's kind of brought them out of and who they are today, who they are today. So I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all looking forward to that. And thank y'all for listening. Have a great rest of the day. What's up, everybody? You just got done listening to the Hardy Life podcast. I appreciate you coming by and hope you got something out of the topic today. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Hardy Life Podcast and let me know what you thought of the episode. Also, feel free to DM me different topics you'd like to talk about on the episodes, maybe some of your life experiences and how they affected you, or even just to ask for prayer over anything in your life. I really appreciate you listening and be on the lookout for the next episode that'll be coming out soon.